I'm Jess Bjorling, and this is the Jess for Moms podcast, episode 29, three months postpartum. Welcome to the Jess for Moms podcast. I'm Jess Bjorling, and here we talk about all the ways you can prepare for and thrive in the postpartum and new mom stage. There are a lot of resources for taking care of your baby, and while that is very important, this podcast is different. This is a resource just for moms, a resource that will help you take great care of yourself while taking great care of your baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. No. I'm Jess, and I'm here with my amazing husband, Nicholas. Hello. Say hello, honey. Hello. <laughs> no, How's it going, I, everybody? I told him he could start. I did not know that was what was going to be coming, but... Got to keep her guessing, you know? Yeah, nice. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we... Part of our postpartum plan is keep just guessing. Yes. Yep. Um, anyway, I'm a little derailed now. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but... Three months. Three months. This is a three-month check-in. Yep. Right? Three months since we had little Tate. Yep. Yep. Three months postpartum. Hardum. Yes. <laughs> three months. Today's a three-month episode. How many more times can, can I say, say three, three months? months? Yeah, pretty good. But the three-month milestone. <laughs> yes, I did. Probably will be saying that a lot today. But this really is a big milestone for us. This is always one that I've really found that with any big life change, like a big move or a new job, or maybe you're going to a new school. It typically takes, at least for me, and I've seen this for other people too that are close to me, it typically takes about three months to start to feel more comfortable or more normal with a really big change. And I found this to be really true as well with babies. It takes a good three months to adjust. And obviously it gets better and better with each month that passes. It's not like you peaked at three months and you know it's flat from there. But I see a significant improvement in how I feel and how I am I approach big changes and specifically what we're talking about today is adding a new baby. And as you reach that point, things are becoming more routine and I, you're adapting to this new role as maybe a new mom or maybe a mom of two kids, three kids or however many. And so when my babies are first born, at least these last two, what I learned from after having my first one, I just tell myself this thought. In three months, it's going to be so much better. It's going to be so much easier. And for me, that's a really useful, helpful thought because it's it helps me in moments like when I'm up multiple times a night and I'm not sleeping very much, and my body's hurting, my breasts are hurting, whatever it is, I literally just remind myself in my head or sometimes out loud, I can do anything for three months. I can do anything for three months. I can be tired for three months. I may not feel great physically for three months, but it's going to end. And it's it's basically, it is my way of helping my brain understand that this doesn't last forever. Because with my daughter, those first three months, I didn't have the perspective of knowing that it does get better. I really, I don't know how, but I honestly thought like this is what motherhood is, like for the rest of forever. And looking back, it doesn't make sense. But when I was in it and I was struggling and I was tired and hurting and emotional, all the things, it was so much harder because I just didn't have the perspective that it would end. It would get better. And it never does. (laughs) 
it just never gets easier. No, no, no. But it is really hard when you're in that stage, right? To think, yeah, it's going to be great one day, you know, and you're just dog tired. And so, you know, that's something that Jess has said, like our whole, probably the whole time I've known you, it's just, just give it three months. Just give it three months. You can do this for three months. We can do this for three months. I can do this for three months. It has been kind of a, a go-to thought and rallying cry in a lot of situations. And you know, when we first had Andy, it copy and pasted really well into the survival stage, right? Like we can do this for three months, it's gonna be okay. And sure enough, three months out, you feel a heck of a lot better, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's night and day. Yeah, there's still challenging things about it. Um, and, but yeah, generally I'd say it's way better. You're in the routines. You know, we talked a lot in our previous episodes when we were you know, brand new with Tate about, okay, we got to make sure that we're looking for evidence of progress, exercising patience, trying to set realistic expectations, knowing where to cut back and where to add more effort into. And we spent a lot of time doing that, all knowing and trusting that better things are going to come. And, and now we're, we're here at three months. Yeah. And it feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, like, it's it's like he said earlier it's still challenging like there are some still really hard aspects because tate's still really little and it was still i mean it's at while it's three months it's also only been three months so it's definitely a lot better in another three months but the point is is that it should be significantly better than you know those first couple weeks at home like things should be improving quite a bit and if but what if it's not Thank you for asking. Do you like that, that segue? What if it's not right? I mean, no, yeah. What if I'm at three months, and there's some still some things that are really overwhelming me? Yeah. Well, set if, you up for that one. Spike thank you. That. Yeah. No, it's true though. If you're not feeling that way, then it's probably a good indicator that you need additional support or help. And so, what might that look like? So, if you're not feeling better emotionally, if you're still struggling, if you're still feeling down, then it would be a good idea to talk to your OB or talk to a therapist and get, you know, get some help or at least talk to a friend or your spouse or whoever about what you're experiencing. Because at three months, there shouldn't be any more baby blues. There should, I mean, you'll have regular normal emotions, ups and downs. You may feel down at times. You may feel anxious at times, but it shouldn't be an ongoing, constant thing day in and day out. And, and those baby blues, right, as you've mentioned previously, a little bit different baby yep, blues exactly. than postpartum depression, right, or postpartum anxiety. Yeah, right? post, those baby blues are due to hormones, especially in the first couple weeks, two to three weeks. And after that, it should be, you know, tapering out. Those are more just swings in hormones. And so depression, postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety would be more of a constant thing and an ongoing thing that you would definitely still have at the three month mark. So, but there's so much help, so much, so many skills, medication, so many different avenues of ways that you can get help with that. So if you are struggling in that area, please, please get some help. It's like that motto that I just thought of (laughs) (laughs) when in doubt, get it checked out, you know, (laughs) and (laughs) It's a good, it's a good model. Put that on a t-shirt. You like that one? Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, there, there's a, there could be a variety of reasons that things are still hard. Yeah. No shame. 
awesome thing to do. There are people that dedicate their lives to helping you in this stage yes. and helping people in this stage. So highly encourage you if you can go out and, and get it checked out. When yep. in doubt, get it checked out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then also there's, if you're not feeling better physically, like obviously you will have had a check-in or a checkup appointment with your doctor at six weeks, but if something's changed and something's not feeling right, talk to your OB or maybe you're going to need to go to a chiropractor or maybe a pelvic floor therapist, whatever it is. If you're not, if something's not feeling right, get some help because the sooner that you do that, the better it will be. When in doubt. <laughs> get it checked out. <laughs> yeah. We can say you can shorten it. When yeah, in doubt, check, check it, it out. out. Yeah. That you you went there. Okay. I like that. Refining it. See, we're, we're, we're agile here. Yes. But also, your baby's sleep should be improved. I'm not saying they should be sleeping totally through the night, but it should be better than when you first came home from the hospital. And if it's not, then it may be time to get help from a sleep consultant or to take a course. We love taking care of babies. I love the peaceful sleeper. You could find her on Instagram. There's so many different wonderful people out there who are helping with this. Um, so you could take a course, talk to one of them, or explore if they aren't getting enough food or whatever it may be um because sometimes a lack of uh, milk can um, impact sleep as well so whatever it is if they're still not sleeping well talk to your pediatrician talk to a sleep consultant whatever it is get some help because it should be improving again not sleeping through the night necessarily but it should be much better than it was a couple months ago it's another one of those mottos that you know i have always well i just thought of it gain education on the situation right oh my gosh <laughs> i'm feeling it tonight <laughs> but but that is something i, I do want to on a serious note when we went when we had andy who was our first we really did not know what to expect or how to treat the sleeping situation right yeah and, and we approached it the best that we knew how and i think it all worked out she's fine now you know all that but she, she was not a good sleeper, you know, no. and when we got a little more education, we took a, a couple courses in between our first and second. And I mean, it made the world of difference. Of course, yep. babies vary, but we felt way more educated. And it, it just helped. It helped the babies. Right. So it's helped the yep. following too immensely. And yeah. and us as parents knowing, OK, what to look for, what will help all of that. There seems to be some universal themes between the babies yeah and actually now that you say that with andy our first she was not a good sleeper like he said and it was around the three month mark that we were like okay something needs to change because she's still not napping very well on her own during the day it was just a big struggle and so that's when we first started getting help from the peaceful sleeper i read her book and anyway it helped us so much and then she became a great sleeper but up until that point she had not so little... gain education on the situation oh wow <laughs> <laughs> um and then another example of this is if breastfeeding's not improving maybe it's time to talk to, to a lactation consultant if you haven't already but maybe it's time to talk to them again or maybe it's time to explore switching to formula and actually this is one that is still an ongoing thing that we're just taking a week at a time, a day at a time, we check in frequently with each other. So I wanted to share a little bit about that just to see this in action because it's not like at the three-month mark necessarily everything will just be figured out. Again, things should be improving, and if they're not, reevaluate. And so I shared a little while ago that I experienced this 
kind of rare thing, but I'm sure there's other moms listening who may have experienced this or may experience this. They're called nipple vasospasms. And basically, it's the blood vessels constricting after feeding, and it's super painful. I would describe it kind of like a letter opener, (laughs) kind of gruesome thought, but a letter opener, like multiple of them kind of being poked strongly like into my breast. And it's pretty painful and it can last for like hours in between and so a couple weeks ago they were getting really bad again and so we were trying to figure out like should we stop should we switch to formula and we right now the course of action that we're taking we decided to wean off of a couple feedings and so two out of the feedings each day we feed Tate a bottle and we're just playing it by ear we're just seeing how it goes and we'll reevaluate we kind of check in each week, the last two weeks, and we're just seeing how it's going. And we don't know. It, it So far, it seems to be helping a little bit. And we're just taking it week by week. But I think we fall into the mentality, at least I do sometimes, that it's kind of an all or nothing. And I don't know why I didn't think of this option before, but until we started exploring the route of should we switch to formula completely or stay completely with breastfeeding, I kind I just completely forgot that you can do a combo, you know, you can exclusively breastfeed or exclusively do formula, or you can do some of both. You can do a a mix, a combination, or you can do, you can pump. For me, that doesn't work because it causes the same vasospasms, but you can do that and feed with a bottle every time. But whatever it is, just, I would encourage you that if breastfeeding is hard for you, you know, don't, looking at it as a year of like I've got to breastfeed for the full year can sometimes be stressful so if you're in that boat what I have found to be helpful is just to take it a little bit at a time whether that's a week at a time a month at a time whatever that can break it down for you so that you don't feel locked into something that is hard you can change and pivot to whatever is best for you and whatever is best for you will also be the best for your baby ultimately and so I just would encourage you to consider if breastfeeding at this three-month mark or whatever mark it is for you, if it's not going well, talk with your partner or spouse, explore different possibilities, and know that ultimately the most important thing is that you're feeding your baby. And other than that, do what route is best for you. And know that there's so many different options. Sometimes I think there's only two, and really there's a whole variety. Absolutely. I mean, you got to do what's best for you. And and also know and trust that the the people that love you and are supporting you are, are going to support whatever is best for you, no matter what that is, right? I, I think sometimes you, people may feel guilty for choosing one or the other. I mean, it's a really emotionally loaded decision, yeah. you know? And, you know, watching Jess go through it a couple times now, I just want what's best, right? And I, I really have seen that when it works for her, it really works for the baby. I mean, when Andy was you were trying to push through it with Andy and it was terrible pain. Yeah, she could sense like could my sense stress it. and she my pain. She didn't eat great and and <laughs> it was not a bonding experience, yeah. you know? Like it was an anxious experience for I think both parties, right? So um as a as a support person, I really want whatever is going to be best for you in the situation. It's hard for me to know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Unless I really listen. But ultimately, I really want you to do what's going to help you the most because that will help the baby the most. Absolutely. So to sum that up, again, if there's an area at the three-month mark 
or past that for sure. If there's an area where you're still struggling, where things either feel like they've gone stagnant or have declined, you know, whatever it is, make sure that you get some help. And if you're having a hard time getting the help that you need or call, making that phone call or to the doctor or to a therapist or whatever it is, then maybe just talk to someone close to you who can help you with that, who can make the phone call, maybe your spouse, maybe a close friend, maybe a parent, and have them help you get the help that you need. So that's what I wanted to share on that. And then the last piece that I just wanted to touch on is, again, like we've talked about, the three-month mark can feel so invigorating. You can feel like things are going so much better. You're feeling more normal, more in a routine. But at the same time, and I have done this many times in the last, you know, couple weeks, you can fall and I have fallen into the trap of thinking that, okay, things are normal now. We're back to normal life. I can function and do everything I was doing, you know, before I had Tate or even before I was pregnant. But the reality is, is that I'm still postpartum. Really, you're postpartum for your whole first year, but I'm only, you know, 13 weeks removed. And I ha- now have three kids where before I just had two and I have a baby still. And babies, for me at least, feel a lot more hands-on, a lot more involved throughout the day. And I've had to remind myself that I am still in survival mode. And I feel like as just as a mom, especially of young kids, even if you don't have a baby, but as of young kids, you can kind of f- flow in and out of that survival mode pretty often. But especially with a baby... And especially with, you know, I, only three-month-old, it it still is survival mode. And I still have a baby that doesn't totally sleep through the night. I'm still tired. I, he still requires, like I said, a lot of my care and attention. And so I'm still regaining my full strength after being pregnant for almost a year and delivering a baby and postpartum recovery. So I'm trying to just remind myself and that I need to still slow down. It's okay to slow down. I should slow down and that I should still be relying on my postpartum plan to make sure that I'm taking care of myself in all the areas that I need to be. And it's okay that life still looks a little bit different, right, than normal. Yeah. And I think normal will continue to get maybe more normal or we'll get more used to it. A new normal, you know, that I feel like we hear that phrase all the time. Yeah. These these days, (laughs) new normal, but it really will. Yeah. Right. But we do. It is good to remind ourselves to slow down. We we slow down our expectations that we're all of a sudden back just because yes, exactly. the baby's sleeping an hour or two more at a time. Like, let's slow down and, and have a little ex- continue. Right. Continue to exercise patience and set realistic expectations for the stage. And while it's better and it'll keep getting better, we're still not there yet. And that's OK. Yeah. I even had to do that today. I was feeling more anxious than I normally am and I've just been having a couple of off days the last couple of days and I just had to remind myself and pause I was trying to rock Tate to sleep a little um, for a nap that he was struggling <laughs> to go to sleep for and I was feeling just off and I just had to pause and say you know what it's okay <laughs> it makes sense my hormones still aren't you know back to normal my life is still feels a little bit turned upside down and even though we're at this three-month mark I was thinking about this podcast episode and how I'd written the outline the other day and talking about how excited I was to be at this point and how much better things felt. And I kind of questioned myself. I was like, do I really believe that? Am I just saying that? 
And the answer was, no, I do. I really do believe that. And it really does feel so much better than three months ago. And that doesn't mean it's going to feel perfect. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have down days. doesn't mean, I mean, it's just like normal life, right? Like we're not always going to be perfectly happy, perfectly well rested, perfectly balanced emotionally. It can still be so much better and still be hard. And if I look back, it's really easy to see that it, if I think back to, you know, those first couple weeks at home, it's so easy to see how much things have improved and, and really how wonderful those times, those couple weeks were much better than our previous experiences before. But I bet in another, you know, three months from now, things are going to be, we're going to be looking back at this point and saying, look at that, look how much better, especially if we continue to tackle those areas where like breastfeeding, like those are still a little bit of a challenge, like continuing to get the help, continuing to address areas that maybe come up as a concern or are a little harder that in another three months will feel even better. So absolutely. And if you need something to help you remember to slow down, right? (laughs) Funny things help me and a go to thought or phrase, you can always lean on one of my childhood idols, Gaston, who said, oh my gosh. whoa, slow down, Maurice. So when you're in a moment where you're thinking, man, I, I think we sh- aren't we there yet, right? Yeah. Should we be back? Is, is life back to normal? Just tell yourself, whoa, slow down, Jessica. And it'll help you get back on track. Like It'll help oh, you set no. the expectation. You're going to be doing that to me often, I feel like. Absolutely. It's a new thing. We've got three new things tonight already. This is great. So just to sum it up, if you're at the three-month mark, whichever month mark you're at, just take a look back. Maybe you're at three weeks. Take a look back at two weeks ago. We've talked about this before, but recognize how far you've come. Be proud of yourself for the efforts that you're taking to take care of yourself, take care of your baby. And then with areas that are still feeling like they're struggling, get help with those. And then make sure you're prioritizing yourself. I'm saying that as much for myself to hold myself accountable as I am to you but make sure that you're prioritizing your needs because when you are we've talked about this with filling our cups it's so much easier to be able to fill up the cups of the people around you especially your kids with your spouse and if you're having a hard time with that and you're feeling like your cup is empty and you just can't be a mom (laughs) that day If you're feeling that way, check out my previous episode because that is for you. I have been there. I'm still there occasionally and I share exactly what I do to get me out of that spiral and really help me get back on track so that I can start taking better care of myself and better care of meeting my needs. But that's everything for this three-month check-in. Well, not everything right because we covered three we invented three fun things i guess we did you did (laughs) i guess not invented but three things from me today yes nikki's tips i guess when in doubt check it out that's right gain an education Uh, come on jess i don't know gain an education on the situation on the situation and lastly yes whoa slow Slow down down, maurice Maurice. oh my gosh remember those three things and you can say them to yourself and hopefully they help yes (laughs) all right thanks for listening yeah we appreciate it hopefully you find something in here that's helpful for you i'm so glad you joined me today 
As a thank you, head over to justformoms.com forward slash resources and download my guide of questions to ask your doctor about the postpartum stage. This is a totally free resource that you can take to your next doctor's appointment to help you feel better prepared for this postpartum stage. The link will be included in the show notes as well, so check it out and let me know what you think.